It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris, and Hag Sameach to you, Jill. I think you said... Happy hol- I think it was Happy Holiday. I think I said Happy Holiday. In in another language. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm glad I, wa- I wasn't inappropriate. No, not at all. I just think that our listeners might want to know what's, what's up. What's up? It is the week of Passover. And so I am greeting you in a traditional Yiddish, Hebrew, <laughs> I don't know. We, I don't know. We're, the, we're a couple of... Uh, culturally enthusiastic cookie bakers and at passover time people who follow the rules are not allowed to use any ingredients with leavening right the rules of kosher for passover right so even though i don't keep kosher for passover in my home i took it as a bit of a cookie lab challenge and i tried to make a cookie that would be okay on a dessert plate if you were you know, hosting or visiting at this time. And you could bring over to my house where we are keeping kosher for Passover, which means we don't have any leavened products in the house and we have no products made of flour. Right. And even some other grains that can, I guess, technically like, there's no way to guarantee that they didn't ferment and get some natural leavening. And that's why all kinds of foods... uh, are off limits at this time. But one food that is uh, wonderful at this time is called haroset, and it is an apple. Well, the way my family has always made it is with chopped up apples. And it's really just a, a bowl of super finely chopped apples with some cinnamon and, and honey and wine. And some nuts, maybe? Well, yes. Growing up, it was always walnuts in my house, but people at my house are kind of anti-nuts in their food for reasons unknown to me, so... The nuts have fallen away from my family's set. Oh. oh, yeah. We use we use pecans. Yeah. So if you were making this, the recipe calls for a half a cup of leftover haroset. And there are so many different kinds. And my sister-in-law makes a more Arab kind that's more like a paste. And I think that would actually be, I don't know. I haven't tasted these cookies yet, but. And so the harosets represents what? what the, everything represents something on the Jewish Passover Seder meal. That's true. It represents the mortar of the bricks that the enslaved Israelites had to use when building the treasure pyramids for the pharaoh. Okay, yeah. So we love eating the mortar now. We celebrate we eat by the mortar. eating it's it. It's yummy. And it's my son Milo's favorite dish. He will make, when we have, you know, plentiful apples in the fall, he will just mm-hmm. make himself a bowl of harosets and <laughs> and eat it. I don't blame him a bit. And my sister-in-law, Alyssa, feels similarly. And so I made just like a trough of harosets this week and had plenty left over to try for a, some for cookies. A cookie. All right. I can't wait. I did wait. a quick search. Yeah. And I, I there, this is not scientific. Like there's probably there could be a better recipe out there. But, you know, I'm a busy working mom and it's a weekday. And so I just quickly made this happen. Yeah, because this podcast comes out at on Monday morning. And we like to lead our listeners to believe that we are making these cookies 
as they're listening. Well, that's not true. I, but <laughs> I made the cookies on a Friday, and it was a weekday morning. <laughs> so, oh, listeners, okay. whatever day you're listening, that's the day uh, we're making. Really, the we cookies. need to. Yeah, we need to see if the cookies are good before we can uh, recommend them. But so, often, the cookies. Most most often, we don't taste them until we're recording. So. You know, sometimes we hit a failure. Sometimes we hit a, a home run. Right. So that's uh, kind of the beauty of laboratory science. <laughs> um, so this recipe called for matzo meal and matzah. I didn't have matzah because, I don't know, I guess you know, Chris, because you are a person who has to eat gluten-free, that gluten-free matzah is a little bit harder to come by. It is. And a lot a more lot, expensive. A lot more expensive. So I had I had a box last night, but this morning it isn't. I don't know where it is. So I did just did not even include the matzah part of it. And we can talk about whether that would improve it or not. Oh, interesting. It does contain gluten-free matzah meal, which is basically like pulverized matzah. Cool. Okay. So do you want to give the cookie a try? I am ready to try the cookie. Uh, it I've been wanting to pick. There's a little piece of it that is sticking out. Mine has a like an arm coming out of it, and I've wanted to pick at it. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a perfect round, flat circle type cookie. Yeah. It's a drop cookie that looks like it's a drop um, cookie. It doesn't look like it's spread very much. It looks like it's pretty disorganized. It dropped, yeah, it, it baked exactly the way that you put it on there. I'm going to guess. Well, that's that because it has no, no butter. Yeah, no leavening. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So, so you ready? And so it's it looks like it's arm. got chocolate chips in it, and it looks like it's got some kind of dough form, and that's probably the matzo meal, and it's covered with powdered sugar. I did sprinkle powdered sugar on it. It said you could put um, melted chocolate on it or powdered sugar, and this was the 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 most expedient thing to do. All right, it looks kind of like a some type of oatmeal cookie, actually. So mm -hmm. that's what it looks like. Let's see what it tastes like. Here we go. Oh, wow. Mmm, it's crispy. It's fairly moist, too. It's cinnamony. Mm, very. I think maybe too much. It's appley. It's chocolatey. It's not too far off from a macaroon, which is a traditional Passover treat. Well, that has coconut, right? Yeah. I really am enjoying this cookie. It's got all the right balance of flavors in it. I think it's maybe too much cinnamon, but I put a lot, I put a fair amount of cinnamon in the haroset, and then the cookie dough mm. also calls for cinnamon, so I, I might back off on that a bit. I don't know. I think if it was too much cinnamon, it would taste like a cinnamon candy, and I don't mm. I don't get that. I get nice cinnamon flavor. Isn't it overpowering the chocolate chips, though? Like, I don't taste any chocolate at all. Oh, interesting. I was going to say... Here, this bite has more chips. You might not even need the chocolate chips in this. If you wanted more of an apple flavor... Yeah, I like the... I like the chocolate chips. A little chip. caramelization on the bottom. It's like a little mm. apple frittery. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a beautiful caramelization on the bottom. This is the winner. Our experience probably is very similar in that Passover desserts are not the They're top not the the dessert show. in the yeah. meal. Although I have come up with some fantastic, like decadent chocolate torts yeah. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great snack cookie. I'm I'm impressed, Jill. I guess what I would say is that. This, if you happen to be a listener who needs a Passover dessert, this is fantastic. If you don't celebrate Passover and can make all the leavened cookies you want, you might want to go with that. I don't know. 
What do you think? Would you eat this as, like, not on Passover? Yeah. You would. You're nodding. He's chewing and nodding. Yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I hope that Milo enjoys them. Well, I think he's going to gobble them up. And he's going to say, keep your paws off my cookies, Dad. <laughs> but we haven't done the science bit yet. We haven't done the science bit yet. I thought maybe that you would talk about the science of tears because the cookies would make you so sad. <laughs> No, because it is it is a sad holiday, really. It's sad no, and it's happy. No, it's not. It's about freedom. It's yeah, it's bittersweet. Happy. Yeah, it's bittersweet. No, you know, this is an old piece of science. This, this dates back to 2009. And <laughs> That's not old. Yeah. Remember the cast iron cooking people from the Han Dynasty? 2009? Jeez. All of my children were alive by then. Next week, I promise you, cutting edge science. Okay. No, that, well, this is what I'm saying is that is cutting edge. Oh, even more. Like science okay. from this month. Oh, okay, okay. In 2009, Japanese researchers found exactly what it was in matzo ball soup that is good for you. Oh, Jewish penicillin. Jewish penicillin, right? So when... Somebody is sick, you give them matzo ball soup or chicken soup, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, for sure. And matzo ball soup is a chicken soup based. Right. It's chicken soup with matzo balls in it, right? Right. And so they discovered what it was that reduced blood pressure. Did you know that matzo ball soup can reduce blood pressure, Jill? I mean, it makes perfect sense. I didn't know that, no, but it makes perfect sense because you, you can't be unhappy while you're eating it. Oh. You're just going to bliss out, You right? think it's a mood uh, stabilizer. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> well, they found that the collagen from the chicken legs mm -hmm. reduced blood pressure in hypertensive rats within four hours of eating it. Wow, that's pretty immediate. Yeah, and after two weeks, the rats showed significant reduction in blood pressure. And well, I'd like to know how much matzo ball soup they were feeding the rats. Well, you can find that in the Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry, uh, two, 2009, the April April edition. But let me... Where do you even find this stuff? <laughs> let me summarize for you. Please do. The... Medicines that help fight high blood pressure are known as ACE inhibitors. And this new study focused on chicken legs and found that they contain yellow keratin. And it's the yellow keratin that reduces blood pressure. So it is a legitimate food that within four hours of eating it, your blood pressure will be lower. And if you eat it for two weeks and you're a rat, your blood pressure will be regularly lower. Now, in Japan, the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare has already approved certain foods as ACE inhibitory foods, such as sardines and sour milk. Perhaps our Jewish penicillin will be next. Well, perhaps what we should do is make a sardine and sour milk cookie for Cookie Lab. With matzah. <laughs> First of all. Maybe next, okay. maybe that's what I'll do for next week. Was this study funded by Big Chicken Leg? Oh, that's and an excellent question. 
And no, I, I, I'm joking around. I, I know that there are lots of health benefits to eating the soup. But you, when, when you said about those other ingredients, I was just thinking about, do you know Rhett and Link? Yeah, sure. From Good Mythical Morning? Sure. They are, they are always doing things like, will it taco? And so I feel like Cookie Lab is kind of like, will it cookie? Yeah. Harose it? Yes. Yes. Harose Sardines? It. Chicken legs? Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Let's find Maybe. Maybe. Let's find out next week okay. on yeah. Cookie Lab. Yay! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Me neither. Going see to you then. open that can of sardines. I'll see you then, Jill. Oh, dear. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.